thank you to all the listeners today for coming on to the Anchor app to listen to April Rose speaking. Um, I am April Rose, and you can actually find me on Instagram and Facebook under the same name, April Rose Speaking. Also, on the Anchor app, if you download the app, you will have the ability to leave comments after each podcast. So if you have questions, comments, please leave those. I've been getting a lot of comments, positive ones, and I'd love for those to keep coming. Um, So today, I have something special for you. I have an interview with um, someone that is from my hometown. His name is Damaris Perry. And I'm very intrigued by Damaris and wanted to have this interview because he seems to be someone who is truly walking in his path, an authentic person. Um, Not only are we from the same hometown of Fort Wayne, Indiana, but I think there's something about both of us that I noticed that we came from Fort Wayne and I may be speaking for myself, but I feel that I was more of a big fish in a small pond and there's nothing wrong with Fort Wayne but I always felt like there was just something more out there for me and I noticed that within himself so he relocated from Fort Wayne Indiana we've talked in the past about his journey and um, from Fort Wayne to Atlanta Georgia and he is in the technology field and more specifically in digital marketing which I am so intrigued about so I want to thank Damaris for coming onto the Anchor app and Damaris how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate the introduction. I, I'm going to cash up you that money I owe you for, for that, <laughs> that good introduction like that. You make me sound like I'm something special or something. Everybody, I my mom. <laughs> everybody is special in my book, Damaris. Everyone is special. No money needed. So how is the weather in Georgia? Right now, it's about 90 degrees, so it's still kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's still kind <laughs> it's of good. That's how it is. It's cool here at like 91. <laughs> cool at 90 degrees so it's gonna get hotter later though <laughs> uh, no complaints no complaints it could be i could be somewhere in the cold so i'm right. not complaining like we we have no concept of like people are it, it with the cold and i mean we do have a right. concept of the cold weather but we're like we just love it down here with being with the polar vortex we hear about at home and checking on our family right. <laughs> right. we outside with sandals and shorts it's just a different lifestyle right <laughs> Right. Yeah. So you I know, just think- once once every twenty years and, and people go crazy. Oh, but other than that, nuts. <laughs> like people have no concept. They're like, so do you have those chains on your tires when you're in India? I'm like, chains on my. Yeah. No, we don't do that anymore. Right. So yeah. So I just wanted to have this interview with you today. Like I said, I just gave a brief introduction on what you do. But quickly, what do you want your listeners to know as far as what you do for a living and who you are as a person, Damaris? Um, in a nutshell, aside from the fact that I believe I am super awesome in every way imaginable, uh, <laughs> I think that um, I feel like like my uh, my my dogma, if you will, is that entrepreneurship is is the 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 thing that everybody's looking for i feel like as far as uh financially for people who grew up or or come from a background where you're not used to maybe you're not used to having much or you don't have you didn't grow up with the silver spoon or a bunch of opportunities i feel like entrepreneurship is the great equalizer right It, it levels the playing field for for anybody you know it's it's the only way to to truly ascertain wealth in this country i mean we live in a capitalist society and it's built it's set up to favor the entrepreneur and i feel like taking that a step further a lot of people might hear that and say okay well 
okay, what does that mean? Entrepreneurship. Like, well, okay, how do I become an entrepreneur? I feel like the internet is the easiest way to do it. Like, I, I feel like, in my opinion, the internet is the new steel. You know, like at the beginning of the industrial revolution, right? steel revolutionized the world. Like there were a few inventions like steel, the cotton gin, you know, things like that, that kind of revolutionized business in the world and, and, and it built empires and, and people amassed fortunes off of those things. And I feel like the internet is, it serves that same purpose right now because it's like with the internet, it doesn't matter your race, creed, color, gender, sexual orientation it doesn't matter like if people if you can if you can provide a product or service that can be transferred or, or information that can be transferred via the internet people don't care you know if you can help me make more money i don't care you could be you know uh, a gay person with polka dot skin and <laughs> With with your own faith, and nobody cares as long as it can help. Versus other things like when you know, when, when you're applying for a job, the reality of it is we still unfortunately live in a world where you you people get judged by their race. We right. know that women make what is it like seventy six cents of the dollar that the average man makes. Correct. And even if they're more qualified, they they still make less money on the internet. That's that's that playing field is level. Right. And and before you go on, because you're saying some really good stuff that I just want to jump all over, but quickly tell the the listeners what you do specifically for a living. Okay, so what I do is I own a company, 880 Media. Uh, it's www.880media.com. That's E-I-G-H-T, the number eight, the number zero, media.com. And what I do is primarily web design and digital marketing. So I help companies um small to medium sized companies who maybe can't afford to hire a, a, a in-house marketing department you can basically outsource that to me as your digital marketing professional to help you create an online presence help you establish your brand on the internet excuse me and, and reach um, more customers get more leads at a cheaper cost than having somebody in house. How did you how did you fall into that path though? Like did you wake up one day and say this is what I'm going to do? Like how did you specifically fall into that path? No, I got fired. <laughs> like everyone else, <laughs> every other entrepreneur like we're the worst employees. Like I was the worst employee. I was the worst employee. That's well, I mean, that's the short answer. I mean, the long answer is I uh, I mean, my very first job was in retail when I was 16. I've been I started selling cars when I was 19. I've always had a pet passion for sales and marketing. Um, after I sold cars, I worked in um uh, marketing at a radio station was well, three radio stations actually. Um, so I learned I learned a lot about um marketing and promotions while working in radio and uh when i got to atlanta that was in my early 20s when i got to atlanta i was working at this ad agency and uh the ad agency their stock had dropped from like 45 dollars a share to like five dollars a share in like three months because the ceo was making some bad decisions so basically they were looking to let go of people for any reason under the sun they could find and i just happened to end up one of those people mm -hmm. well at that at that job my main job was selling 
digital marketing services to, to small businesses. Right. Like I sold websites, I sold like Google AdWords campaigns. I sold all this stuff, but I didn't really know how to do mm-hmm. it. Um, I, I like to think of myself as a bit of an autodidact. So when I, once my, once I lost my job, I was on unemployment for about three months just to keep my mind from going dormant. And I was like, well, let me see if I can do this myself. Like I know how to sell it. Right. And I, like I can make a, I, I'm more creative than, you know, the people, like the, the, the stuff that I was selling. Mm-hmm. So let me see if I can find it myself. So I literally went on to YouTube, started watching YouTube videos. This is like maybe the late 2010. Started watching YouTube videos uh, and Google and stuff. I taught myself how to build websites in about three months. And then since then, it's just the digital marketing is ever changing. So, oh, but that, I started learning about the foundations of digital marketing mm-hmm. and like how to actually because I knew how to sell it but again I didn't know how to like implement it I didn't know how to actually execute so I learned how to set up an AdWords campaign how to create a Facebook ad I learned how to do those things and um I said okay well let me see who else might need it right and I started putting it out there and then you know you the business kind of just grows because everybody if everybody in business falls into two categories they either know how to do it or they don't and they need somebody to do it for them but you everybody needs it. i'm number two <laughs> so, a lot of it was just people you know hey who somebody was saying hey who did your website and then they send them to me and that was how um i got i mean what seven uh, nine years later i'm here right So I just think it's so interesting, like your story and your thought process, which is similar, you know, to my thought process, um, because we talked about the decision that you made to leave Fort Wayne. And Uh I don't, you know, I just revealed in my last podcast, the decision that I made was pretty much planned, but split second. Like I've always knew, okay, I really need to just make this journey south, but it was split second. Like I just need to do this. And I dropped everything and left. And I think when you told me your story, it was pretty similar to, you know, your growth. And it's pretty essential to your story of how you, I mean, do you really feel that you would have been as successful as you are in Fort Wayne? Is that a possibility? I feel like success is a relative term but I feel like I wouldn't I I doubt that I would have accomplished the same things for me it was uh I left six months after I turned 18 I left uh to go to school I moved to Columbus Ohio to go to school I was there for about three and a half years and then I moved back to Fort Wayne and I was back in Fort Wayne for about five years but it was like okay after being in Ohio for that time that I was there I got a chance to see so many things that I never seen, experienced so many things. When I started working in radio, no lie, I met Jay-Z my first day on the oh job. Like I shook hands oh with Jay-Z. Goodness. So it's like, how do I go back? How do I go from it having experiences like that to going back to, you know, just Fort Wayne? And like you said, there's nothing wrong with Fort no. Wayne. It's just a very small town mindset because then the closest big city is an hour and a half away i always so, say anyone who has a degree you have a, do you have a degree damaris yeah recording engineer yeah, i always say and i hate to say this but anyone any african-american who has a degree pretty much will not stay in fort wayne do you feel that way it's hard well I, I i know people my sister has a degree she's still there i know people who do I think it depends on 
like if you've ever been anywhere else because the the, the most true. common denominator is like if you if you've had an opportunity to see what's on the other side of the fishbowl mm-hmm. then um you can't unsee it right uh, uh, there's this old adage that goes i think it was donald Rumsfeld who said it or at least first place i heard it you have known knowns known unknowns and unknown unknowns it's like the known knowns are things you know that you know. The known unknowns are the things that you know that you don't know. And the unknown unknowns are the things that you don't know that you don't know. But it's like once you realize the known unknowns and you start to realize how many things you know that you don't know, I think for a lot of people that that just sparks. It's like, okay, this curiosity to go find out, okay, how much other stuff is out there that I don't know that I don't know. Right. You know? And me, and so, that sounded like a riddle. And I'm at the point where I know <laughs> as much, I know that I don't know nothing. And so I'm just, it's like the more you know, the more you don't, you know that you don't know. And, and it exactly. all sounds like a riddle. So I just live my life where I know internally in my body, in my mind, it feels good. If I'm in a place and I feel cramped in Fort Wayne, I felt cramped. I felt like I was at the top of the top. Like I bought right. a house. I had the best job. You know, I was married. I had, I mean, I had the life, but I'm like, okay, I checked all the boxes. What's next? And What's I next? always felt exactly. like that in Fort Wayne. What's next? And I didn't want to feel like that. So I'm an explorer. I could probably be dropped in Thailand and live my life just as happily because I'm able to go out my door and explore. That's just the type of person that I am. So it's really not so much about education. It's, you know, it's more about who you are as a person. And some people may, and this is something else uh, I learned in um, one of my black studies college in uh, black studies classes in college that African-Americans are born and they die within a 10 mile radius of each other. Yeah. They do not go outside. They go to church. They have their friends. They go to work. They raise their kids. And so when I when I heard that, I was like, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. So I think both me and you felt that same thing. But yeah. I want to veer off a little bit. <clears throat> okay. Um, and you're saying, and I'm going to try to tie this into what you're saying, how the internet levels the playing field. But you, I know what life is, is being an African-American woman. But we talked about this a little bit before as you being an African-American male and going more into a bigger city in the United States. Like, how has that affected you, you know, your past, who you are, where you're going, you know, and I, and I just kind of explain that a little bit because we had a conversation about that. So I can't speak from an African-American male standpoint, but you leaving Fort Wayne, those feelings inside, you move into Atlanta and then that growth process that happened. Can you just talk about that a little bit? Uh, sure. Um, I feel like I'm fortunate that, um, first of all, let me say, I moved from one bubble to another. And, and what I mean by that is, I'm fortunate that I'm in Atlanta. And to be a black person in America, like not only is it my opinion but there's there's solid data that shows there's no greater city to be a black person in america than atlanta Mm. there's more black wealth per capita than any other city in america Mm -hmm. in atlanta Mm -hmm. Uh, i feel like atlanta is a place that you can look around and see black people in every facet i mean multi-millionaire black people to just regular everyday black people i mean you your kids will have it's it's a very high probability that your kids will have black teachers your doctors will be black your mechanic will be black the person that serves you food will be black and i and to me i didn't appreciate that until i got here because 
Fort Wayne is, is, is you're a minority by most standards in, in, in Fort Wayne if you're black. Of course. Um, so coming down here, at first it was kind of little, it was a little off-putting to be honest because it, uh, it made me nervous. I call it culture shock. We talked about this. Like, I, I went to North Carolina right after high school because I was, oh God, I was married like at 17, but I went to the mall and you know how in Fort Wayne at Glenbrook, like you go and it's like a sea of white people and we, we grew up that way. It's like, do, 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 walk. Yeah. then you go down south and they're all black coming at you. It's culture shock. It is culture it's, shock. It's, 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 and it's weird because it's like it's scary, but it's like why am I afraid to be around people? You know what I'm saying? So it took me a minute to get used to that, but once I did get like once I got acclimated to it, like I love it here, man. Because it's just like again, there's so many, there's so many examples of beautiful black people, and and I feel like, um, I mean. Even aside from the business, it gave me a, a whole different appreciation for the skin I'm in. It taught me how to love myself in a different way, which I feel like the foundation of being able to love myself made me a better person, which thereby made me a better man, which made me a better black man, which made me a better businessman. Right. So and I, I feel like all ahead. those things. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like all those things play a part because it, it just built my confidence as an individual, which makes me a better business person. Right. And so a couple things from that. I think we're both. A, I'm a bit introverted. I can be extrovert at work if it talk if I'm talking about you know my company and and, I, and I'm in HR, so recruiting or bringing people on board through orientation or just whatever. I'm very extroverted in my work environment, but on a social level, I'm introverted, which brings more appreciation of the internet to me and what the appreciation I have for it um you know through social media Instagram Facebook you're able to see um yourself as African-American in different ways you you, right. you, you see the people from, you know from the hood or you know considered the ghetto or you see the bougie or you see the in-between or the nerd you get to see different versions of African-Americans and I think it's an education for people outside of our race to see that there's not just this one version that they see on television that there's the robber or the stripper or the crackhead no there's professionals there's nerds there's the people that like the what king of thrones game of thrones i don't watch it but you know you have this different version and that's what i appreciate because that's where the leveling comes from it's not just this one-sided version of an african-american you see that there's a diverse group of african-americans and you can be whoever you are and what you want so that's as far as the leveling of the playing field of the internet that's where my appreciation come from so you brought up the entrepreneurship um leveling the playing field um, let's talk about um, more of what you do on a daily basis in digital marketing. Kind of walk us through what you do as far as um, finding followers or growing your business. Like, can you give me like one, two or three steps of what you do that may help my listeners who may be following the same path as yourself? Um, what I would suggest, a lot, I think that in my experience, I've been I've been full time, like doing nothing else, working for myself for about five and a half years now. I, t- I started I started learning by 2010, but I went back to work and was just doing it as a side hustle for the first few years. But for the past five years, I feel like the thing that the, if there's a single thing that's helped me to grow my business the most, it's really not talking about my business. And what I mean by that is I feel like so many people um, when it comes to networking, the first thing they want to do is try and start selling themselves. And it's the elevator pitch. And I feel like the people that have hired me. They hired Damaris. Yes. Like, because they like 
me. Like they 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 knew that I did whatever I do or, or whatever they, they needed from me. They knew that I did that. But a lot of times it's just, you know, he's a cool dude to talk to. He's funny or, you know, whatever. And that gets me more business than because I I've been Ali, I'm almost embarrassed to say that even though I do digital marketing, I don't really market my own business that much. <laughs> Interesting. I do it for other people, but it's, I, I feel like just by putting myself out there, people know me. On online, I I, I I experiment with different things. Like I'll have thing where uh, you probably saw it on Facebook a few weeks ago, where I was just giving away free information. I love that. I love that. just. So if people and that's something I've been doing for years. I don't do it consistently. I just kind of just to let people know, remind people that hey, yeah, this is what I do. Um, but or every now and then I'll occasionally share some work that I've done. But for the most part, I just really just um, I, I let people know that you can talk to me, and occasionally I remind them that I can also build your website, but you can talk to me. And I feel like that's the thing that has helped me be the most successful is that they don't, especially with technology, a lot of people feel stupid. Like, I don't want to break it. I don't know. I don't want to yeah, ask a yeah, stupid Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my, my parents, like, are still with the flip phone. Fort Wayne is for the flip phone nation, okay? <laughs> like, come on. Can y'all please get a smartphone so I can cash out y'all some money or you cash out me? Like, I cannot do that through a flip phone. Go ahead. I, my dad had a Galaxy S4 <laughs> until, like, until, like, a couple of months ago when he broke it and got a Galaxy S7. <laughs> I'm like, dude. Like, no, like literally a comedian came to Fort Wayne was like, why? When I looked at the audience, I saw so many flip phones in Fort Wayne. Like, what? <laughs> what is yeah. up? But anyways, there is something that you did recently. I think you took a break from social media. Me and you were talking about it. And you're like, I hate people who say goodbye and I'm leaving for a week to go. Like, just leave. And I'm like, uh, I'm not corny person. <laughs> corny person is me. I say goodbye to my friends. But you did one thing because I'm really into self-care and I really think it's a sign of the times, but you are in something of a field of social media where people can get exhausted, exhausted from the comments, exhausted from going back and forth with people, exhausted from the stories, the negative stories that you see on Facebook or on the internet. You, I, you took a break. Please tell me um, why did you feel the need to do that? And when, and when you take a break, like, what does that look like? Like, just talk about that because I'm really feel this is needed for even young people. Like my children, I have to like find, take that phone away from them so that they can have normal lifetime instead of on this phone all the time. So just talk about that. Um, part of it, I did it for the, the month of January. It was like a new year's resolution. All right. I'm just going to step away for a minute. Um, and really, it was like you said, I, there was no announcement. There was no grandstand. I feel like social media gives people a false sense of importance. And everybody feels like they're famous online. And they feel like, oh, well, I need to let. It's like people feel like if I don't post this meme, other people's lives are going to be let down or something like that. No, this is Facebook. Nobody cares. Nobody really cares. And the people that really know me know how to get a hold of me. Right. And they did. People people who noticed maybe because, you know, I post 30 times a day. Right. But um, the people who really know me in real life, they text me, hey, bro, I ain't seen you on there. I meant you good. 
yeah, I'm good. I'm just taking a break. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll see you when you get back. Other than that, I feel like it's just like I know I found myself starting to get anxiety, or yes. I I made it uh, maybe three or four years ago. I made a, 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 a pledge to myself not to go back and forth with people. So and I don't know if you so know. It's so hard. They'll hit that one spot. They'll say that one thing, and it's like, oh, oh, I really need to respond, but I'm just not going to respond. It, 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 it's real. That's how I decide when it's time for me to break, take right. a break. Because people, I'll post whatever, they say whatever, I'll just click my reaction to it, the little like or the smiley face or whatever. But when I find myself going back and forth with people, yeah, it's time for me to, it's time for me to take a break. Yep. Yeah, so so that's how I, whenever it's time to take, whenever I start going back and forth or I find myself debating anybody about anything, I need a break. Right, right. Well, let's see. We're getting close to the end of the podcast. Um, I think that that part was really essential just for people to learn what their triggers are when they probably need to take a break and walk away from social media because it can be encompassing like I have to put my phone away at work because of the dings and the notifications and I have work to focus on and then I have kids texting me it just becomes overwhelming so I'm glad that you recognize it and it's very important for the listeners to recognize when they need to take a break from social media but um, as we're winding down I always give um, you an opportunity to kind to express anything that you want the listeners to know if it's on this path of technology um like i said i really agree with you that it is a very it's a leveling field for people who want to do anything that they want to do um it's not just this 1990 you have to turn in a resume and it's a possibility you may or may not get work based on your name if you have a a, a, you know like a a ethnic name you can just kind of really show your personality in the internet world but is there anything out there that you would like to portray to my listeners that can give them a sense of encouragement just to keep going and be their true authentic self um well real quick yes but first thing i want to say is fun fact uh, major companies like uh, Google, Netflix, uh, Uber, and I believe Amazon also recently announced that they don't require a degree yes. to, to get hired anymore. So that being said, I would encourage everybody if you're in, if you're looking for a new career field or you have children, learn how to code. If you can learn how to code, you will always be employed at least for the next 20 25 years and also Uh, let me interject there keep your thought let me interject also if you have children who are really good in technology stem is the way to go science technology engineering mathematics if you notice that they're inclined in the science field or computer stem look for stem camps in the summer and also for girls, boys, whatever, you know, usually they're looking for summer jobs or, you know, babysitting if they're at that age of 12, 13, and they're trying to learn how to make money. Hey, I, I read an article, Mark Cuban, he said he teaches kids how to do the little Alexa and Google home, those little things we have in our homes and to learn how to code those, turn the lights on. Um, how do you turn the TV on? Learn those things because then you could be the neighborhood go-to person, your kid, and they can be making buku money over the summer. That's something too if they're interested in STEM. But go ahead. Uh, Apple, uh, if you have an Apple store in your area, I recently found out that they offer free coding classes. And also there's a website called codeacademy.com. Again, that's codeacademy.com. You can learn how to code uh, in six weeks and it's free pretty much anywhere in the country that six week 
coding experience will, will will get you a job walking in telling them the only experience you have is six weeks worth of experience learning how to code you can probably get about 45 to fifty thousand dollars a year with just that like if your last Boom. job was at walmart you were a cashier at walmart you took six weeks to learn how to code you can go in pretty much any company anywhere in america that needs that type of job because there's such a high demand high for demand. it there's ridiculous demand like and I literally there's not enough people. I literally would sit on the board with Eli Lilly the engineers um, because I worked for a, or a nonprofit organization in STEM and I would sit at the table with these white males and they absolutely love me because I just gave it you know I just spoke my mind you know I'm not afraid to speak to anyone and they absolutely love that and the number one thing I heard is hey we're, we're actually looking for resumes for African Americans we're looking for the girls where are they now yep. granted HR they you know there is red tape and you know it's sometimes who you know and to get your resume up there there's there's always going to be something but they're actually looking for diversity at that level and even if you just want a side hustle, I mean, when I first started, uh, before I went full time, just doing my own thing, um, I used to go through agencies like temp services and things like that to send me work. But it's like whenever they would send me work, it would usually be around the twenty seven to thirty dollar an hour range. And um, it might be, hey, we need you to clean up this this website. There's some errors on it. And. Um, it's about 10 or 20 hours worth of work. Wow. Not, it's not a, it's not a full-time gig, but it's, it's something. 20, 20 hours at 30 bucks an hour Come on. is a decent little, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And one other thing before you close up, um, with your thought, I, I do want to speak to people who are interested in getting their kids into STEM as well. Um, I just remember, you know, I was, I was just introduced to the science field cause I'm very businessy and I'm analytical about a lot of things. So when I fell into that position, I did notice, a lot of different cultures it was a lot of indians as well in this that what i found out but the, their culture they would actually start january february trying to find summer programs for their children in stem like they would take that and be proactive before summer came and find where to sit their children to get them ahead of the game and these kids were straight a students you know, they were really advocating for their kids. So, you know, as our culture, I know that we have this hierarchy of needs where we need to, you know, make sure in a culture that we have food, clothing, shelter, and protect our children. But it's also being proactive to take them to that next level of their creativity and what opens and unlocks their mind. Because what I would see when I would interview these kids for the program, um, and they could be African Americans, they could be Indian, Asian, white. They say, "I'm in a, I'm in this place where people think like me." You know, if they were interested in robotics. So if they're going through a school day and they're in, you know, they may not be the best in athletics or they may not be the best in drama. I don't know. But once they get into that group, it's like something unlocks in their mind and they're able to create things like, like one little guy created a project where, um, hey, what happens if you go on the internet and order medicine? How can we test that medicine to make sure it's not cement? Come right. on. These kids were like 13, 14 years old thinking of these ideas. So just be more proactive in your kid's life and try to look for STEM opportunities in your area for your children. So sorry, Damaris, go ahead and finish up. How can people, how can people find you? Tell the listeners as far as 880 Media, where, where else are you out in, in the internet world? 
880 Media everywhere. 880 Facebook.com forward slash 880 Media. Uh, Instagram is 880 Media. The website is 880 Media. You can reach me directly at Demaris, D E M A R U S, at 880Media.com. That's E I G H T 8, the number 8. The number zero media 880media.com so pretty much 880media.com everywhere and like i said learn to sell or learn to code if you can do both you'll you'll never have to worry about anything i mean i feel like it's like being an undertaker <laughs> you know like undertakers are going to be unemployed <laughs> well you know thank you for your time today um i just think that you're being your true authentic self you are walking in your purpose um, just continue to be you, continue to be awesome, continue to be dope, continue to just be an example out there because I'm watching you, other people are watching you, and I want to tell the listeners, I want to thank you guys for listening. Please leave comments. If you want to reach out to Demaris, please feel free to do that. If you need any services, any digital marketing, any tips, please feel free to, to reach out to him. Um, and until next time, you know, please visit me, April World Speaking, on Facebook, Instagram, and on the Anchor app. I look forward to talking to you again on our next episode and you guys enjoy the rest of your day say bye Demaris bye Demaris <laughs> bye everybody <laughs>